Hey, hi, friends and fam. I'm Christine Nicholson, the scenic of Scenic Route. It's now near the close of January 2022, and we're going to discuss how I learned it was closing time at my own party. Welcome to Scenic Route, a safe road to recovery where victims of sexual trauma, alcoholics, and addicts of all types can feel comfortable sharing their journey. Why? Because I have experience with each issue and can share my point of view so you never have to feel alone again. Here, we promote self-acceptance, the healing power of vulnerability, and hope. We believe the more we talk about our issues, the less social stigma will arise, and therefore more compassion and support will be gained so we can get help quicker. So let's begin. Although we're not affiliated with any 12-step programs, I'm a big fan, and my hard work is paying off. I'm currently 10 months clean and sober and almost three months abstinent from binging, purging, and restricting foods. But let's rewind the tape back a little bit. Let's talk about the history behind my sobriety. Just exactly how did I come to realize that my drinking had entered the alcoholic zone, that my drugging had entered the crackhead zone, and my eating was all but normal? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the top 10 reasons how I finally figured out that I'm an addict of drugs, alcohol, and food. First, I must preface that I believe addiction, including alcoholism, is a disease of the mind, body, and spirit. The American Medical Association classified it as a disease in 1956. And according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, addiction is defined as a chronic relapsing disorder characterized by a compulsive drug seeking and use, including alcohol, despite adverse consequences. Drugfree.org says approximately one in every 10 Americans over the age of 12, roughly equal to the entire population of Texas, are addicts. But only 11% of those with addiction will seek treatment. The disease can happen to anyone, whether educated or not, had a traumatic past or not, or whether or not genetically inclined. As AA states, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Now that we got that out of the way, here's how I learned it was closing time at my own party. One, drinking all day, er day. I started out the day early with five shots of liquor. I never drank to get a buzz, I drank to get obliterated. I would begin the night with a double screwdriver, that's a vodka and OJ, while I was getting ready for the event. And then I would bring a water bottle full of vodka in my purse while still getting shots at the bar. But the bar was for show. I'd do two to three to look like a lady while I inhaled my water bottle in the bathroom. Later, this progressed to me drinking alone at home under the guise of drinking lots of water. Today, it really is water. Number two, having withdrawal symptoms. Because I oscillated between drinking, drugging, binging, and purging of food, or all three at the same time, if there ever came a time when it had been too long since the last hit, I would experience withdrawal. This can range from mild to severe, but include restlessness, agitation, tremoring, or the shakes, which I had daily, sweating, insomnia, depression, nausea, and cravings. As soon as I used alcohol, drug, or food, and it actually relieved my symptoms, I knew I was addicted. I'm grateful to not have to worry about that anymore. Before I go to number three, one thing I forgot to add to the list is my memory. It's horrible. Sometimes I repeat myself more than once. Back to number three. 
chronically disinterested. I couldn't be bothered with anything but getting my next drink, drug, or food binge so I wouldn't have to put up with withdrawals. Things I used to enjoy like camping, hiking, writing, acting, TV reporting weren't fun anymore. Poor performance at school or work, being late to church consistently, and generally being disinterested in everything is a sign to look out for with addiction. That's because an addict is always ready for our next high more than any other thing. Not only that, but I would have a sudden apathy towards relationships. I wouldn't care if my husband and kids were going for a bike ride because I needed to stay home and catch up on sleep or nurse a hangover. It was pathetic for me and even worse for my poor family. Today, we all have fun together as a family. Mommy doesn't leave herself behind anymore. Number four is mood swings. I could go from laughing it up, cheerful and talkative on a high high to being easily offended, sad and on a low low like that. These cycles can make someone go from being depressed and angry to cheerful and talkative within just a few minutes. Now I feel more balanced and at peace than I ever have in my entire life. Number five is bad with money. Not only will a drug addict mismanage their own money, drain their savings account, not pay their bills, etc., but they go to great lengths to get money from whatever source they can. This includes selling important personal items and stealing from others. Sadly, I did all of the above. My husband, who is not an addict, he's a civilian, recently shared with me that he knew that I slowly withdrew from his account at the beginning of our relationship to the tune of thousands of dollars. <sighs> I would never do that today. The closest thing to worry about with me would be my love for shopping on Amazon Prime. Number six, excessive weight change. Not only does drug or alcohol sometimes increase or decrease appetite, but also abusers may suffer from impairments on brain activity and a decrease in reasoning skills, which lead to not being concerned with nutrition for alcoholics or even pot users. Weight gain can actually accompany the addiction. For me, since I had an eating disorder, I would use drugs and alcohol to suppress my appetite to the point that at my five foot four and a half inch tall frame went all the way down to 110 pounds. For me, that's a walking skeleton, a size zero. Today, my husband says I shouldn't lose not one pound from my current frame. Oh, what a guy. Number seven, strange physical changes or poor hygiene. Physical warning signs I had while abusing drugs and or alcohol include bloodshot eyes, large pupils, runny nose, sniffling, tremors, and impaired coordination. I would strangely enough get a runny nose right before or after a food binge, but I don't know what that was about. But as far as hygiene, I've always been really good with that, but there are days when you just get so depressed that you stay in bed all day long and nix the shower. Today, if I have a runny nose, it's just allergies or a cold. Number eight, I fought the law and the law won. Frequently a drug addict will find themselves in trouble with the law, fights, car accidents, break-ins, and thefts are all too common. For me personally, I remember waking up in jail in a miniskirt after blacking out in my car at a gas station with the car running in park. I got public intoxication and got myself out by writing a hot check to the bondsman, which I later got in trouble with the law with too. Yeah, real classy. Fortunately, none of this is affecting my life today and I haven't even gotten a speeding ticket in like a week. Just kidding, it's been like over a year though. Number nine, overly defensive about substance abuse. When asked about substance abuse, including and especially alcohol, I would become red hot and insanely defensive. The first line of defense is usually deny, deny, deny. Then try to have the last word and walk away. Other defense mechanisms include reverting to childish behaviors, such as refusing to talk about it, shifting blame, projecting my own impulses and attributing them to others, or for Sue, maybe I wouldn't have done a shot with her on her birthday, justifying behavior, but it's not like before, compartmentalizing my problems, 
It's only because I'm having a rough week with finals and rationalizing. I'm still young, I'll quit when I'm dead. Yeah, this is a sore subject for the current abuser. Today, I welcome the chance to share my sobriety and abstinence dates. Number 10, low self-worth. Even though I may have justified my use as a means of having fun, feeling young, and being the life of the party, the truth was I felt so much guilt and shame that the only way to mask it was to abuse drugs, alcohol, and food more. I had big dreams like this YouTube and podcast, but did I make any strides to accomplish anything? Nope. In fact, you can usually find me on my favorite corner of the couch watching Food Network or some Bravo show while taking trips to the bathroom to either drink, drug, binge, or purge. Not a life to celebrate at all. I even got to the point of suicidal thoughts in my earlier days and overdosed on pills and alcohol at least twice, which led to having my stomach pumped and trips to rehabs. Regardless of how much fun it may appear on the outside, the deep pain of depression and despair is always just underneath the surface. Today, I feel happy, joyous, and free. Almost annoyingly so. Some of it may be the pink cloud effect, but we'll discuss that on another episode. Another thing I forgot to add on this list is memory. My memory is now shot. Sometimes I repeat the same thing over and over. So what do you do if you or someone you know is experiencing these symptoms? Since I was a chronic relapser, it took years for me to finally come to grips that no, I can't have a drink of wine with my dinner without it turning into a real Leaving for Las Vegas movie. After having years off abusive behaviors and months on for the last 20 years, I feel this time is different because I finally surrendered to the fact that I can't get better alone. I need a higher power, even if it's a group like AA, NA, OA, or all of the above. I would start with an inpatient rehabilitation center, which dealt with a lot of my inner past pains, like when I had sexual assault done to me or was molested as a child. I got a therapist that I still see every two weeks. Another thing is outpatient therapy, but most importantly, I joined 12-step groups. They have groups for everything now, including CODA for codependency, which I also had issues with until I got help and a really good one called ACA for adult children of alcoholics. Now that last one doesn't apply to me, but I feel it's very helpful to share. Today, the 12-step programs are my free therapy and conduit to God, along with my church and my sober friends. It's teaching me the answers to all my problems are already written in 12 simple steps, and it's proven to have worked for decades. When I say simple, it's simple, but it's not easy. It does take dedication to work. And I'll say it again, Scenic Route is not affiliated with any 12-step group, but without them, I would not be sitting here to date with you. So in summary, get support and professional help from a recovery center, therapist, and 12-step program, and listen to what they say to do. Taking the cotton out of my ears and putting it in my mouth at meetings has really helped me immensely. I've got new friends, new activities, new ways to have fun. Today, I'm happier and more at peace with myself than ever. I know that working the steps with my God is personally my best chance at getting my life back. But first, I had to admit that I am defenseless against my vices and that my life had become out of control. So if any of these 10 signs sound like you, please get help today. In closing, Martin Luther King Jr. said a great quote for those of us who find ourselves in this situation. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Here's another by Mark Twain. Lord, save us all from our hope tree that has lost the faculty of putting out blossoms. Finally, this scripture also applies from Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. With that, my prayer for us today is a serenity prayer.
God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thanks for joining me on Scenic Route. Remember, you can always contact me at scenicroutepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram from my new website. Thank you, Noel. Scenicroute.net or scenicroutepodcast.com. Speaking of podcasts, please like and give us a five-star review if you like what you hear. Share with a friend. And on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget that Scenic Route may be slower and take longer, but it's prettier and we're worth it. I really hope this has helped you in some way today. Thanks for your support and have a great week. 